0: Let's just get. Let's, let's get go, on with it. Let's, let's start a podcast, What a way to go! What way to let's go. start a podcast. Hi, welcome to What a Way to Go, a show about unusual deaths
1: and near misses, with your hosts Sarah Louise Austin, Claire Daly. I haven't got a middle name, so
2: I like to keep mine on the low, but it's Eleanor Patricia
1: Gamer. Yes. <laughs> I love that.
2: Great. I can forget what that every time. <laughs> it just really makes me happy. I've learnt to accept it now. Yeah.
1: So we, I bet we're probably going to fall into the trap of all having fairly similar sounding voices, uh, but you know, that's yeah. not our problem for now. Depends on how much wine we have.
2: Yeah. I think my West Country tends to come out more
1: on Do a... Do you want to just like make it broader and broader? Maybe, and then yeah. you can just be like the token, I would say yokel, but that's probably not <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not someone peeing at wine being poured.
0: And that's the screw top.
2: Because we're classy like that. Mm -hmm. Token Western super Yeah. Yep. So, uh,
0: yeah, basically, as I said, the podcast is about weird ways to die, interesting deaths, unusual things that people might know about, might not know about. It's basically like a science lesson or a history lesson and drunk history.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And things that make you say, what a way to go. What a way to go. And also things that are near deaths, but then are not deaths. Yeah. So like could have been, but... Luckily, what Final a way to go that would have been. I was
2: trying to think about Final Destination the other day, and I could not remember the name of it.
1: And <laughs> Final Destination, mate. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now I know. Don't know so, what it was I was talking about, thinking about. There
0: we go. Well, this mm. hopefully mm. it's all mm-hmm. you think and dream about.
2: Yeah. So, how was the
0: research? Like, what's your first? This is the big deal. Like, what's your mm. first story? How was the research? Did you know?
2: Did you have to look it up? Broke. Absolutely had to look it up. Okay. I started. a couple of days ago. Okay. I'm not the most prepared of people. I just scanned a bit of a list and this one caught my eye because it's weird. Mm -hmm. And then I did a little bit more research. Plenty of minutes have gone into this. Pure minutes. Pure minutes. Minutes Absolutely minutes. Mm -hmm. Good. (laughs) No, I spent a bit more time on that. just found something that I thought was quite weird and quite funny. Dales?
1: So I knew as soon as you came up with the idea because Sarah Louise Austin came up with the idea. <laughs> I was like, shit, I know what I'm going to talk about because I'd read about it. And my first, mine is a near miss, Ooh, uh, okay, 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 that I had read about in uh, the Guardian Weekend magazine oh, yeah. uh, um, that really stayed with me. And I read about it three years ago now and it's really stuck with me. Interesting. So that's, I, I instantly knew my first one. I got plenty of inspiration for my next...
0: Good. Good. How about you? Yeah, I went through a couple of lists online from the old Google. I wrote down a couple and then I just picked the one that I thought that I'd be most interested in. So it's kind of like a little bit historical, really fucking weird way to go. Yes. And just also had the most information about it. I feel like I wanted something that had a bit of like depth to it for the first one. Yeah, it might be a bit boring actually because it's, you know, got a bit of science in there, but fuck it. Was
1: a it a death in a science lab?
0: <clears throat> no. Oh.
2: But science E. Sure. Here comes the science sure. part. Okay.
1: Thanks, Jennifer Aniston. Thanks. well learning, Right. So who wants <laughs> to go first? What are we going to do? We Let's s- do rock, paper, scissors, elimination by round. So oh, okay. Like, so like, you don't get
0: the pleasure of going first. You get the pleasure of not being first.
2: I don't know. What is the pleasure? I mean, I'm happy to not. I think the first
1: person that loses it goes. Goes first? Yeah. yeah. All right, But how
2: do we do this in a threesome? <laughs> That's what I'm
1: thinking. Uh, clockwise. This is a podcast about how you do yep. rock, paper, scissors with three people. <laughs>
0: so if you if you lose the first round, I go
2: after you. But like how do we know? <laughs> Have you played <laughs> rock paper scissors? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What, are we all, all? three of us are going to go at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Do we all yeah. just say our stories at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same anyway, Let's get through it? it. Let's get through it. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Right. So whoever loses the first right, round goes on. first. Oh, whoever gosh. loses, and then yeah.
0: oh. <laughs> 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 so Whoever loses the first round goes out, and then the person clockwise to them oh, goes next. Fine. So we just sure. rock paper scissors sure, sure, for the first sure, person sure, sure, to go. Sure. sure. Okay.
1: Okay. So if you lose this, you go first. Okay. Right, okay. Okay. Fine. Right. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Oh, I've lost. Double, double, double So,
0: daily L was me. Okay. Okay.
1: My story is: Paul Kelly fell into a cement mixer and survived. Hello. Hi. So, (laughs) hi, Paul. Paul Kelly is from Leyland in Lancashire, which is near Preston. So, back in 2002, Paul had recently founded and was running a tiling adhesive business in Lancashire. So, niche. Niche, but you know, nice, nice kind of like UK manufacturing, small business, family owned, all good. Love it. Back in 2002, they just moved into new premises and had big industrial mixers, also known as hoppers, which mix powder grout tile adhesive. These are the facts that are important, the oh, details. Yeah. But basically, what they are is like massive industrial cement mixers, effectively, kind of like the size of skips, right? According to Google Images. I can see it. So the mixers in these new premises were installed beneath holes in the ground. Oh, presumably for well ease of like loading. If you've got a massive bag full of grout that you need to tip in, it's easier to tip it in than like lift it up and push it over the top of yeah. something. Right. right. Big heavy bag into a skip, not that easy. And because they had only just moved into the premises, the company was still in the process of putting the safety guards up <laughs> on these oh on these machines. So this particular day in <laughs> April two thousand and two Paul's it was only Paul and two other members of staff that ran that small site and both of his members of staff had called in six so it was like insanely busy super super busy for, day for Paul in his words he was running around like a blue ass fly so he's standing by one of the mixers which is in operation he's loaded it up he's set the timer the mixer's going and the phone rings so he's like shit there's no one here to answer the phone I need to go and answer it so to stop all the dust flying out of the mixer he just throws some cardboard over this hole in the ground basically Goes to answer the phone, takes an order, all good, all fine. Puts the phone down on a pallet, all good, all fine. He was heading over to the office to put the order through when the phone rang again. So he quickly spun round and rushed to pick it up, stepping straight onto the cardboard. Oh,
0: crying! Oh, god! It's literally Dang. like a Looney Tunes. Yeah,
1: villain <laughs> like some track, kind of acne like, hole that yeah. goes over the ground. So, and to my mind, like that's the moment that you can't come back from. Like you've stepped on the cardboard, you're going in. Yeah. He's Straight in this massive industrial, effectively a cement mixer, right? Yeah, he's being churned around in a Ooh. ton of grout <clears throat> by a ribbon blender spinning at thirty revolutions a minute. This thing is oh
2: my god, pretty
1: fast. It's full of grout. It's got blades. It's insane. You don't want to be there, no, right? This it's is not a holiday, mate. That's that's a very bad day. It's not the kind of place that you want to be. So anyway, the way he describes the feeling of being in this. I want to say blender in this mixer. <laughs> it's not a blender. It's not a YouTube, um, right? It's quite kind of zen actually. So he found himself. He ended up, I guess, through the, like the centrifugal force or something, right in the middle, clinging onto to the center shaft of this massive, like skip-size mixer. He gave a good quote in one of his articles saying, "I didn't feel frightened at all. In fact, I felt terrific." It was as if I was wrapped in clouds and cotton wool and I felt very comfortable. Oh, I accepted I was going to die and waited for it to happen. Oh God! That's... So anyway, he's in there. After about a minute, the machine abruptly stopped, even though it shouldn't have done because he'd loaded it and it was set to blend half a tonne of this grout stuff. I mean, I do not know the technical details, but it was, it was set to, to go for a long, long time, so it shouldn't have stopped and it just did. And not only did it stop, it stopped with Paul near the top and oh basically like, in quite a good position for him to get out, but he couldn't move. He still couldn't move and he was obviously hurt. So he couldn't work out why it had stopped and he was desperately scared it was going to start again. He tried to get out but he couldn't because his leg was stuck and even though there was no one there, he knew there was no one there, his two colleagues had called in sick, he thought, I've just got to try and cry for help, maybe someone nearby can help me. So he cried for help two or three times but in his mind he thought this was pretty futile. However, a series of chance events led to his survival. Despite all the odds being stacked against him, before Paul had put this mixer on, filled it with grout, and put it on, he had been expecting a delivery of sand, and normally, when they get a big delivery of sand to this like workspace I don't think it's literally a factory, but into the workspace, the driver would just pull up, dump the sand out, and then drive away, like wouldn't come onto the premises. But this time, it was Paul's old mate Mick Bethel, who Paul had known for years but hadn't seen for ages, who was driving the sand delivery. What? so instead of just pulling in, he was like, "I'll, I'll pop in my mate." I'll go in and say hello to Paul, I'll have a cup of tea. So Mick stops, like, pulls up, gets out and comes onto the premises. Mm -hmm. He decided to go in, try and have a cup of tea with Paul. When he comes in, he can't see Paul, and then just at the exact time that Paul was crying for help, he happened to be there. Oh, my God. So he happened to hear his cries of help me and was presented with the horrific sight of Paul trapped inside this industrial machine. So anyway, obviously everything that you would expect to happen, happened then. Mick alerted the emergency services, he properly disconnected the machine so there's like a big red stop button, he went and pressed the big red stop button and he went and got in the hole with Paul and held him until the emergency services arrived. Right, in the grout? Yeah, like got in, got into the hole, yeah, um, and held him. So the emergency services arrived within minutes Absolutely amazing. Like any interviews that I've read with Paul about this is like the emergency services were incredible. He's so grateful. They acted so fast and all free. Thanks, NHS. Um, So like he'd lost loads of blood. Blood, he was given a drip. Um, By the time they arrived, he'd been in there for 40 minutes. So he was losing loads of blood. There's a danger he could suffer brain damage. They tied like a rope under his arms and pulled him out using a forklift. So it's insane. Like this is... Crazy, crazy, crazy that he survived. He'd lost his left hand around the wrist. What? Oh All four fingers in the thumb of his right hand, and his left leg was virtually severed below the knee. That's
0: a lot more than I, I yeah, actually Yeah, like, thought, a triple, like actually, Yeah, like. For him to be on a cloud, then lose well, yeah. lots of his limbs. Well, I, like,
1: I wonder if it's that thing of like your body just kind of shuts down and you yeah. can't, you're in so much shock, you can't like register what's happening to yeah. you. Yeah,
0: you can't feel it because the shock yeah, is just, just too completely much. overwhelming.
1: Yeah, so it's bananas. Um, he said that the, uh, Ultimately, his leg was amputated, and he detail that I quite enjoyed was the surgeon was trying a new technique that he'd seen on a DVD.
2: Oh my gosh! Um, but he said the sure. surgeon was
1: amazing. It was cracking jokes with him and everything. Paul was operated on for twenty two hours and needed blood from forty people. Oh
0: my god! Give blood, everyone! Yeah, yeah.
1: So if the machine hadn't stopped when it did, and remember, we don't really know why the machine stopped yet. <laughs> so basically, if the machine hadn't stopped when it did, his he would have been dead. Yeah, of course. Right. So it was much, much later that Paul discovered that the machine had only stopped because his boot had been dragged into the blade of the machine, and the rubber of the boot had acted as a brake and blown a fuse. Oh wow! So his boot had got like sucked down, jammed into the mechanism, stopped the machine, and that's the only reason he survived. Oh my goodness! After falling into this. At
0: least there's a reason, though, rather than like oh god, divine intervention, yeah, yeah. oh, angels. My god, Um, the major was looking after me.
1: But anyway, so basically, this guy, Paul Kelly, is incredible. There's like, there's films of him on YouTube giving speeches at conferences, there's loads of interviews. He seems like such a nice. Kind of mild-mannered guy. Um, he says he lives a full life. He can't do heavy work, but he's active. He still uh, own a grout business. He does. Does he? he the fucking machi- Can we swear? I'm going to swear. The fucking machine he got sucked into is still on the premises. And he says it's still running. I wink at it as I walk past it. It didn't beat me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it that's will be. Yeah, <laughs> Christ, it's going to get you. And then, um, yeah, he said... You know, he's living a full life, but poor old Mick was traumatised for months by nightmares in which he pressed the wrong button and started oh. it back up again. Oh, Mick. But it's Mick, he saved his life, it's fine. So that's my near miss. I fell into a cement mixer and nearly died. Wow.
2: I do you remember reading that? Do you? Because yeah. it
1: really sticks with you, right? And
2: occasionally you do think about
1: what stuff you like that. Yeah. What
2: would you do? I mean, it's <coughs> fucking
1: bananas. Because there's another one. So that I found this Yeah. in the Guardian Experience column. And there was another one I nearly did for this, but the narrative... Like, the headline's much better or, like, more shocking. But the story wasn't like Paul Kelly's. Like, Paul was, like, a very... Obviously a big character, and, like, he had a much better narrative around it because the other one was I went through a wood chipper and survived. Oh, my God. God. But really it was just, like, you know, bad health and safety practices, and then I just fell in and came out the other side, so it wasn't quite the same. Right. Less detail. Much shorter story. Less character. Mm. Yeah. So, um... (coughs) That's fine. And my... Reflection. I've literally written reflection. Love it. Because I'm a tosser. Um, I was also thinking. No one says tosser anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. I, bring, it bring, back. It back. Bring, bring it back. Bring it back. I'm bringing tosser back. Um, <laughs> I'm bringing tosser back. Hey. <laughs> Basically, like there probably was a time when that wouldn't have been very unusual, and probably people fell into things well, constantly. Like this is the, as soon as you. I've never. I've never read that story. I've
0: never heard of that story before. But like when you started talking, it really reminds me of when I was little. I used to spend a lot of time with my grandparent and my nan used to watch films, like weird films. And there was this film that truly gave me nightmares for 20 years. And it was about kids working in a factory because they sent them to work really, really young. And maybe like a 10-year-old kid fell off a balcony into a mangle. Wait, is this real? It was a film. Okay. But like so the kid fell and fell into a mangle, so it was like a laundry thing and got ma- oh. literally mangled, oh. so completely flattened. Oh my god. I was like six. Too was young, it a cartoon? Then. No, it was a film. I like think
1: it was a film. <laughs> like like, like, like two framed Roger, you know, Roger.
0: Real people, you know, color, fiction, color but film. real
2: people.
0: Fiction, but real people. Yes, but it gave me nightmares for I don't know how long, Horrendous. and it's like one of my defining memories of my <laughs> now. <name laughs> I just got like traumatized <laughs> by the lovely afternoon BBC film that she was watching. It was horrific. I
2: mean, that does oh, sound right. awful. What I'm wondering is, how did they make him flat? Oh, I don't know. Let's go back and watch it.
1: Let's, let's Google it. Let's
0: find it out. I have no yeah. idea. I, I don't like even to want to that. revisit it. I'm. You watch it, I'm not watching do you, it.
1: We, do you remember what it's called?
0: No. That's the only thing that I remember. I can't remember start. the concept, <laughs> why they were all working, what the laundry was important for. Like. Maybe
1: like a Victorian workhouse of some kind. Yeah, basically. We could start a new podcast where we just re-watch harrowing films from our childhood. Or try yeah. to remember their names, <laughs> like 20 years later.
2: Yeah. Or really irrational things that freak you out. I remember just hating this book called Mickey in the Night Kitchen and it really, <laughs> really was not a scary book it's about a boy that wakes up in the middle of the night and then some chefs take him to a big kitchen in the chefs. sky yeah genuinely and they make some bread I wasn't expecting Makes, yeah, bread. Mickey in the night kitchen and they make some it bread sounds really nice right I don't know why I fucking hated it so much but I really really hated it it really freaked me out I just see the concept of being with some chefs in the sky <laughs> during the night fucking hate you oh god <laughs> so
0: pretentious <laughs> <laughs> it Those really pricks. freaked me out I
2: hated it and it was like in like my kitchen. room I did not want to read that book oh love apparently my sister loved it hated it you hated it because your sister loved it
1: maybe you haven't been able to go in pizza express since <laughs> 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 oh, I loved so it that was really under. good and it I, I like the fact that we started on a near miss yeah, cause yeah. I, yeah. thanks Paul Kelly legend
0: right Eleanor, Eleanor. you are up Okay. No, this is amazing. I've just seen what's written in your thing. When I told a guy at work that I was doing this, he was like, oh, do this. And I was like, I've never heard of it.
2: Oh, really? Never heard
0: of it. Shit, amazing. I'm We've ready. all got separate stories. I'm actually quite impressed. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd not really heard of this, but when I started reading it, it sounded quite familiar. So I feel like maybe I had heard of it somewhere, but mm. not this exact story. It's not really about one person, though. It's just about a group of people and what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So... It is about people that literally dance themselves to death.
1: What?
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. I really. already.
1: I'm hooked. Sarah's nodding you like, eh, <laughs> I've, been there. I've been there, guys. Come on.
2: Dance yourself to death, mate. Come on. I've just
1: got like just Kevin got Bacon, Bacon intro at list. <laughs> immediately springing to mind.
2: Going to take you back to the balmy summer of 1518. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I can picture it yeah. now. Oh. Been there. Been there.
0: Loved it. Most of the days. I
1: was going to try and make a joke. But I literally don't know anything that happened <laughs> in 15, Well, was, this did. Was Shakespeare around? I guess we were all at the Globe. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Christ.
2: He wasn't around. I think that might have been a bit early for him. I think. I might be wrong.
1: Anyway, anyway. it doesn't matter.
2: Not about Shakespeare. Um, also... <laughs> Not in London,
1: oh, but oh. in uh,
2: Strasbourg. Mm. I think I'm pronouncing that Where's right. That? Well, I'm another country. Well, Strasbourg. no. So when I was reading about this, it was still part of like the Roman Holy Empire, as we all still like to remember it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the originals.
2: So when I read it, it said it was in the south of France, but they refer to the, the woman, the main woman, the star, the protagonist, as Frau. Which is definitely. German. Well, Stras-
1: Strasbourg is in Germany. Right. So do we think Wait. that it's the same...
2: But there's something like that in Austria, isn't there?
1: Oh, shit. Oh, God. Quick. This,
2: I is, should not have, this is why I should have spent more time geography. researching. Sorry, lads. This oh, was shit, years in France. ago, and borders didn't mean anything. I mean, they meant something, but, you know, like, borders change, don't they? So Ooh, Of course. What? In, well, Yeah.
1: But it in, is in France. It's like... Mate, it is like... Uh, it is well in France. A, a mile from the border of Germany. Ah, uh, that...
2: okay. All right. So, like, yeah. Mixing. So, in a way...
1: We're both right. We're all
2: right. We are all right here. So, July day in Strasbourg, fifteen eighteen, Frau, Trophia, she just walked into the street and she just started dancing. Yep. Hey. The
0: rhythm here. Cool.
2: We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rhythm um, gets you. But it does. <laughs> no, the rhythm's going to get you. Truly, I
0: was saying it wrong, I was like, it wrong, I was, like oh, I know what it is now." It's fine.
2: She just carried on dancing; did not stop dancing. Within a week, a hundred people were dancing with her. What the fuck? Which is a good way to spend a week, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it depends. Good on exercise it depends it's on the tunes, but
1: also depends on the dance because some dances are much more strenuous than others. Also. Some are much cooler than others. Was she doing a cool... Everyone was cool there, you know. It didn't specify
2: what kind of dance it was. I think it was quite, like, jerky. Mm. Abstract. She may have just been trying to express something. I think she was just having a very long fit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one came to arrest rescue because they thought she was... Dancing. They just copied her. It's really Bit awful. like that Radiohead video. <laughs>
2: I (laughs) think the dancing might have been, actually, that's made me think, like, there's a Madonna video where she's doing a lot of really shaky dancing Mm. for quite some time, and I can't remember what the song is, but now Frau Trophie is Madonna in my head. Perfect. Lovely. We're picturing it too. Yeah. This thing went on from July to September. What? And up to 400
1: people were
2: dancing. Are they
1: constantly dancing so they don't sleep? My stemming. research
2: indicates that they were pretty much just dancing. I don't think there was any sleep involved. It's like Forrest Gump. There may have been. Yeah, running. With the running. Just lots of running. Yeah. All of it. All the running. All the
1: running. All mm. the running.
2: This is all the dancing. So this dancing plague fell upon the town, village, we don't know, of Strasbourg. Area. Area. <laughs> In France, <laughs> French authorities believed that the reason for the dancing was hot blood. <laughs> What? I don't really know what that means, because I thought Is we all... Is that like we when all, you're you? in
1: olden times?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? That makes sense. I thought we all had hot blood, though. I'm pretty what? sure we're warm-blooded, aren't we? Well, we're, we're like not, yeah, lizards. we're not. Reptiles. We don't have no, go no, no, with cold-blooded. Blooded. Yeah. That's right.
1: why they have to sit on uh, rocks and bathe in the sun. Yeah, right, okay. sometimes
2: I genuinely think I might be cold-blooded, because mm. I get <laughs> very cold be like Because I'd sit on rocks. Wish I was a lizard. Anyway... The French authorities kind of approach to all the dancing uh, and the way to cure it was just to allow them to dance all day and night, which is not a solution. It's ignoring it. it. It's doing nothing. I know about it, but I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah, it's it's doing nothing. Not only did they not solve the problem, they actually enabled it because they wanted to they made this music. dancing yeah, they did they,
1: they, they genuinely did so they set up
2: <laughs> they set up some like wicked clubs they got some professional dancers involved like they were yeah. really on it they wanted people to carry on dancing glow sticks glow sticks yes yeah. neon <laughs> three, three they were all at it Shit. so yeah so that was what they did that was their solution mm-hmm. um, a bit like
0: our government now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw glow sticks at it. <laughs> do Not the exact fun. opposite of what you're meant to be doing to help people um. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a politics pod-
2: podcast uh, yeah. show. Sometimes it's important to touch upon these things. Yeah, it? as you might imagine, I think it's probably quite hot because it's France in the summer, and yep. people and you're dancing. People are dancing non-stop for nigh on two months.
1: What the shit?
2: Yeah, some people, sadly, uh, literally dance themselves to death. So, people- I mean. What a way to go
0: else. Exactly.
1: What, a way, to what go. a way
2: to go. Of all the ways to go. I mean I think dancing till you literally literally die, die it takes some of the pleasure out of it. Does <laughs> it? Pleasure out of dying or pleasure out of dancing? Where are you going? Dancing, with mate. Puts the pleasure into it takes, dying. It takes the edge off. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it takes the edge sure, off. Sure it definitely. takes the edge off. Yeah, so people some people were a little Kidding bit older, them. they might have had a weak heart. So their heart stopped or they died from exhaustion. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of where the dying comes into it. Mm. That was what happened. This big dance plague hit a village. People died. I think in the end, uh, they stopped it by taking people to like a holy shrine or something. To be honest, I didn't get that far into how the dance plague eventually stopped. But I do have some further commentary on it. Mm. Go on, hit me. So, a chap called... Paracelsus? Paracelsus, I think his name is. Anyone heard of him? No.
1: Do you know him? No, I mean, that's not... Those syllables in that combination are not something I've ever heard before.
2: Okay, fair enough. (laughs) 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 So, I thought that might be the case, so I've written down what he was. He was a Swiss physician and alchemist. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. He came up with a brilliant term for this dance plague. He called it... (laughs) choreomania <laughs> which is amazing and what i'm definitely going to call my super club <laughs> Yep, definitely absolutely definitely yeah perfect and what i've written here is no death just a damn good time <laughs> that's the tagline <laughs> the tagline of your club yep and hope no one like no one dies no one dies ods in the bathroom oh. isn't they
0: no, well, I mean drugs. Oh.
2: <laughs> Either. Sorry, uh, I, just, I took it, too, mean far. I took it too far. Oh, okay, it's a possibility. Clubs are a scary place. No, they're not. I love them. Well, no, I don't love them. Anyway, <laughs> um, Paracelsus, he had an opinion or two. Of yeah. course he bloody did. About where the whole thing started. Typical alchemist. Typical <laughs> alchemist. They're all like that. So he went to the town that it happened in. Eight years after this happened, so I don't quite know it's how... It's too late, mate. It's too late, it's happened. We don't need your opinions, yeah. Paracelsus. One of his theories around this was apparently old Hair Trophy Him indoors, Mr. Mr. Trophia. Hair. Hair? Herr, I did German at GCSE and I've forgotten everything. Hair Trophier? Herr Trophier, fine. Sure. Apparently, he hated it when his wife danced. So she did it just to piss him off. Which is amazing. That is literally amazing. That is great, but I think she if she could do far, she took it, too far. <laughs> did did she she take it too far. She died. I don't think she did. She got taken to a holy shrine. I think, can S- All of it. It oh, came out of her. But Had I do. I just. I've got a picture of old Frau Trophia like outside her f- house, sort of river dancing, just with both her fingers up at yeah. her husband like- for a solid two months, <laughs> which is perfect. Yeah.
1: I mean, what a what a way to send a message. Exactly. You don't let me dance in, fuck you. Yeah. See how you like this. I'm going to dance for two months. <laughs> two months. And kill, I'm gonna kill people. going to kill people Well, exactly, going that's kill the thing. with my dancing. Collateral she damage to she her.
2: <laughs> that's true. Got her point across. Hey, some sometimes this things happen. I mean, and, and also, once you've brought people along with you and they've died, you can't admit it, could mm, you? You wouldn't want no. to be like, actually, that's just because I'm really... F- fucking hate my husband so she probably kept that quiet but old paracelsus that was what he thought happened he thought that there were three reasons for the dancing sickness one it was born out of imagination people just thought they were real carried on dancing maybe two going back to the hot blood thing sexual frustration times sexual frustration gotta keep dancing (laughs) two months Dancing, lot it doesn't get you off. So, I mean, it, i, I hate doing it. I don't think Do it's...
0: dancing? <laughs> Up against something? No. Shh. Three... <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen Magic
2: Mike.
0: We've all seen Magic Mike.
2: Three, it may have been bodily causes for the uncontrolled dancing. I don't really know what that means.
1: What <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't really know you what that just the third one bodily. in to sound more scientific. I feel like one and three sound like the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the
2: third one is literally just something was wrong with them and they couldn't stop dancing which I think everyone felt like don't need Paracelsus to come in from Switzerland and tell us all guys Fucking something prick. was a bit wrong with these g- lads and they didn't stop dancing for two months yeah Pissed I mean that's pretty obvious no one wants your opinion mate yeah, and I bet- hate I hate
1: Paracelsus
2: I I bet he expressed his opinion and said it as a fact and then it just got written down in the history man explained the shit out of that
1: dance exactly yeah, he,
2: really did. he essentially concluded that the reason for the dance mania was it was born out of unhappy wives. <sighs> Women are to blame. Of course they are. Don't the understand a woman, call them crazy,
0: wait for them to die, basically <laughs> until yeah. they Men. themselves to death. Cheers, Bloody pals. unhappy
2: wives. So he labelled sufferers whores and scoundrels.
0: <sighs> of course he did. Of course he did. He's not
2: helping. I was thinking about that, because now the word scoundrel is a bit like, oh you scoundrel and the word whore is not particularly nice for a for a woman. Mm. So um, yeah, I was just thinking about so horse
0: for the women, scoundrels for the men. Yeah, I think so. because it was men and women, right? Yeah, Scandal. yeah,
2: it wasn't just women. Women started it because they were unhappy, according to old Paris Houses. Women started
0: it because they fuck everything up, didn't they?
2: Women said probably women started it because the fifteen eighteen equivalent of Taylor Swift had just dropped a new album. <laughs> exactly, it was a sick <laughs> they album. Could
0: not dropped. stop those feet moving. Could not
2: stop it. There were other some other more likely theories on the old dancing plague. first one uh, was just stress because people had just lived through the Black Death, so they were stressed. But also that some of the people that had had Black Death were still affected by it, were having like involuntary leg contractions.
1: I mean, if we're honest, that's probably the real answer. It feels more <laughs> like likely... Everyone's got residual plague yeah. that's twitching their body.
2: Yeah, than just being a, a whore or a scoundrel. The other one... Possibly to blame those little bastards, tarantulas. They're not little. I was right? going to say
1: pubic lice.
2: <laughs> tarantulas aren't and little.
1: Have you met a tarantula?
2: They're massive. Well, okay, those big bastards. Yeah, those bastards. I've never met a tarantula, but multi-legged bastards. <laughs> met one. I've met them in my dreams actually, and they've been huge, yeah. <laughs> massive. With
1: the night chefs.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody Mickey in the night kitchen and the tarantula. So, the thing, like, look, I've just I can't get over the fact that we're
0: talking about the fact that the play caused this, like. Did they smile? Were they happy about
2: this? Like, what was their demeanour? When they were dancing? Yeah. I did read something that said that it was all quite, like, not zombie-like, because I don't know. Was a zombie a thing in 1518? Well, hmm, don't know. I don't think... They weren't having a good time. I don't think they, they were. They They might have started having a good time, but if your heart's starting to give out and you literally cannot stop, I don't think you're having a good time then. Apparently, this dancing thing was something that happened in Europe at a similar time like different parts of Europe but I think it was most severe in Strasbourg and in Italy which was another country that was affected by the old dancing plague they called it tarantism which they thought um, spontaneous dancing was caused by a particular tarantula bite and apparently the last known case was quite recent I mean not that recent, 1959 but still, relatively speaking compared to 1518
1: I've heard of that like it's like kind of spasmodic it's like fitting that makes you look like you're dancing, which I believe okay, might have inspired the song Tarantula by Pendulum.
2: Tarantula.
1: You've lost That's me. the one. Wait. Tarantula.
2: Yeah, dancing to
1: death. Else, if you had to dance yourself to death, what song would
2: you do it to? <laughs> oh. Probably. Oh, God. I already know what mine is. Go on. Oh, you on, always Sarah. know. I've never got an answer to these Shake your things. body by Shy FX. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shake your body. Because <laughs> it's perfect.
0: Yeah, you can do nice. whatever you want. You can dance however you want to that. Nice.
1: That's
0: a great song. Shy FX, where are you? <laughs> i back.
1: Where have you gone,
2: Shy FX? We need FX? you. And Pendulum,
1: We're stuck yeah. in the early 2000s. Maybe mine would just be Tarantula
2: then. I think, uh, I want to say Madonna, but she's always my fallback. Mm. Oh, God, I'm going to have to ponder she's, this. I mean, she's got a...
0: That catalogue, hasn't she? She really has. You pick any genre.
1: Hippie. What, what would yours be? Mr. Bombastic by Shaggy. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Such a weird choice. <laughs> Just so, think if, you know...
0: <laughs> it's very, like, I don't know. It would be... Like, it's quite slow... Yeah, but, like,
1: I would feel like... (laughs) You don't... Okay, so, right, if you're dancing yourself to death, you could either have something poignant and slow, or, like, it could be poignant and fast. Candle in the wind. Exactly, candle in the wind. Or you could have something that you really love, something that's really upbeat. Or you could have something like Mr. Bombastic, where you're like, this is terrible, and I'm dying, and it's kind of ironic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) you're all about the irony. Right. Meta. I would maybe just go... For Dance To your are Dead by the A-A-Yays and really oh, just Yes look at you. Saving that up for the last thing. Really just take Maybe control. that's what their song was based on. I did wonder that when I was writing it. <laughs> I was writing it. <laughs> <laughs> Copying down some facts from Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, sure. Actually, mate, I got into another article as well. Ooh. Ten facts about the dancing plague. Okay. That's where I've learned about Paracelsus. So I did... That fucking dominated everything. I really yeah, hate man. Paracelsus. Just very good I was really worried when
0: you started that no one was going to die and there wasn't any near misses <laughs> I felt like that was the direction you were going I was like
2: Els, did you get the brief like this is what we're up it's to like, this is what cool we're about did you think I was just doing a fraud trophy I'm like fuck you yeah, I'm yeah. doing my own thing guys men, <laughs> she just goes out of the shit <laughs> 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 I
1: months. just really like dancing
2: that's started. what mine's about no of course there was death in there it wasn't the main point but I still think it was a really weird thing
1: cool as fuck mate it was really good it was I'm a doing. very good one <laughs>
2: cheers guys Thanks. I'm, I'm Thanks. Burgers Thanks in France. France, France. Yeah, in case that comes up on I thought
1: um, Florence was in France, but it's in Italy. No, mate, absolutely. I think I maybe I I've know, done that. I don't know shit. Florence sounds like it should be in France, yeah. right?
2: I mean, geography is nobody's strong point unless oh God. you're a geographer.
1: Absolutely not.
2: Which I kind of am. I don't know. where Thing is, though, in. Geography lessons, and admittedly, I only took it up to year nine, so I don't know beyond that. But they just teach you about like how weather is made and stuff, mm. and where they don't actually give you a map and go, "This is the capital city of this." Or mm. so no. how I do learn you know? about
0: the DLR <laughs> and the DLR. Um, yeah, Doctor Who's not railway. I did a project. No, I know it. what the
2: DLR is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you been
0: on it? What? You live off of it, um, and also the Channel Tunnel.
2: Perfect. I mean it's a why? Couple of that doesn't sound for like geography. geography.
0: She phoned it in, a
2: geography teacher. She fucking loves Did she transport. show
1: you like a, a tube map? Was that basically your lesson?
2: No, <laughs> <So>, because <laughs> the Channel Tunnel was, was like up. talking about
0: the like length of it, the connection. Exactly. At the time it was probably quite groundbreaking, literally and <laughs> metaphorically. So sure, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, Do I need that in
2: my day-to-day adult life? No. Well you get the DLR. I I mean I literally
0: get the DLR every day of my adult life. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, didn't need to learn about it when I was eleven.
2: No. Did I? Imagine those lucky eleven year olds now learning about the Elizabeth line. (laughs) I can't wait for the Elizabeth line. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Anyway, Sarah, time for your. For a couple of different reasons,
0: I chose this story. So sure you know this about me, I'm sure we've spoken about it. But one of my biggest fears in life is drowning. Like we're on a holiday, like, I get quite scared of the open water, like, I'm not a good water person, and drowning really freaks me out. Like, I can't really think about it, I can't really talk about it. Sure. And then look, I was researching this, and this kind of stuck out to me, because I was like, this is like a hundred times worse than drowning in the sea. Holy shit, where's it Still death by be? drowning. Like, as I wrote, oh, I realised that drowning isn't just limited to water... Today, I'm going to tell you about the Great Molasses Flood oh! of Boston, ah. Massachusetts. Oh. Holy right, fuck. so let's go back, not nearly as far as your story, but let's go back to 1919, January 15th. Good
2: year. My granny was born in 1919. Really? Yeah. That's very Sorry, nice. Dear. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't born in Boston.
0: No, well, no. I mean, no. hopefully not because this happened then and she might <coughs> not be around.
2: No, she... Well, she's not. Oh, OK. But she Awkward. survived to a good old 2005. OK, fine. She wasn't She there, made it time. out of 1919, it's safe to say. Um, 1919,
0: in the north end neighbourhood of Boston, a large molasses... Also, mm. I've got this whole story written out and I've, like, I've used loads of sources, you know, it's written out in my words and all that kind of stuff. I actually don't know why there was a molasses tank
1: <laughs> Anywhere, just, so just t- guys, some molasses around. For
2: clarification, now I, is it a sweet wine? No, it's like a sugar syrup. Is it like sugar, sugar, sugar spirit? bit
1: like. Treacle,
2: like treacle, yeah. Like sorry,
1: a treacle. so like, um mile
0: no, golden syrup. It's Mate, like that, we live but darker. Factory. We really live in that factory, actually. But molasses is like, so my time. <laughs> really like,
1: really identifying where you live. <laughs> oh, <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> if you coordinate, on the DLM, come to the help. Bye, Ted by, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> by
0: Molasses oh, no. is like treacle, like golden syrup,
2: okay. that kind of thing, like fine. The I've sticky, the thick. I yeah. can yeah. picture yeah. that in my head.
0: No, so wait anyway, anyway. nineteen nineteen. Boston, Massachusetts, a large molasses storage tank burst and a wave of molasses swept through the streets. Shit. It was said to be more than seven metres tall. Fuck! I mean, how big is this tank, lads? But whatever, let's oh not my get God. into what we were up to in 1919. And it hit a top speed of 35 miles per hour. Oh what? my
2: God. A literal tidal wave It must of have been a
1: huge tank.
2: Was it just sitting there? Just a tank of molasses just...
1: Well, this is what Sarah... Can't I'll get
2: into that. Sorry. that was, that's All part right. of my story.
0: So basically what happened was blocks were flooded to a depth of two to three foot. It killed 21 people. Holy oh my shit. god! And several horses. Oh no. Oh. Those poor little lads. The deaths were because they were crushed by the weight of the flood. They were hit by flying debris because it was so powerful. It was so strong. It like knocked things. It's
1: going to take fucking trees with it, that shit.
0: Or because they drowned. They drowned in molasses. It was so powerful that, quote, people were picked up by a rush of air and hurled many feet. It literally knocked people down the sidewalk. A truck was picked up and thrown into Boston Harbour. The wave broke steel girders of the Boston Elevated Railway and almost swept a train off its track and knocked buildings clean off their foundations. Like, it was so powerful. It was so strong. Fuck. And so unexpected. Oh, my God so there's like I don't really go into the, all of the kind of victims of it but the wave killed a young kid who was only 10 Pasquale because uh, it smashed a railroad car into him it pinned another guy Walter Murray on a, a railroad crook who was on the wharf against a wall of a freight shed he was literally three feet off the ground because it was so high it was kind of like oh my God. massive he hung there <gasps> alive and watched as everything happened around him he saw the horses drowning like, oh. As it was flooding, it was killing people, it was trapping people, it was whatever. But the initial onslaught left victims covered in suffocating molasses and then there was lots of rescuers trying to save them. But they were also waist deep in the the sticky goo. As much as they tried to help, it was way too much to deal with. No one had anticipated it. They didn't really know what to do. And the problem was it was like quicksand. The more you got into it, the more you got stuck. So a lot of the rescuers actually died because... They couldn't mm. escape it. Oh God! Over 150 people were injured in the devastation and the subsequent rescue attempts. Um, and there's this quote from um, Stephen Pullo, which is as um, a Boston Post article: "Molasses, waist deep, covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage. Here and there, struggled a form, whether it was animal, or human, human being, was impossible to tell." Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mass, oh. showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky flypaper. Oh the more they struggled, God. the deeper in the mess oh they God. were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. horrible. For years and years, so it happened in 1919. No one really knew why it happened. Obviously the, the tank exploded, but how did it? go so fast like how is it so high so there was actually a team of scientists well researchers from harvard in 2016 that kind of recreated some of the experience to see why it happened and and how it could have happened and they actually they came onto something so they did lots of different tests the conclusion was ready for this Mm. the weather so the shipment of molasses had arrived from the caribbean On a boat, I presume. I mean, Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it met the cold winter air of Massachusetts, and Ah, that's when disaster occurred. So when the molasses arrived in Boston's harbour, it was heated by just a few degrees. The warmer temperature made it less viscous, Mm. making it easier to transport to a storage tank near the waterfront. When the tank burst two days later, the molasses was still about four or five degrees warmer than the surrounding Uh, air of Massachusetts.
1: So then it, like nearly solidifies as it goes kind of thing. Well, yeah, so basically
0: by studying... Well, this is what they did. By studying the effects of cold water on the molasses, the researchers determined that the disaster was more fatal in winter than it would have been during a warmer season. So if the tank had erupted in a warmer time, it still would have happened and it potentially would have gone further, but it would have been thinner. So it wouldn't Mm. have been nearly as thick, so not nearly as fatal. But the molasses spread, when it hit the air, it cooled quickly But this made it even more viscous and much more dangerous. So it was kind of like the elements adding to it made it Mm, mm. at that time worse and worse and worse. Uh, The syrup moved quickly enough to cover several blocks within seconds and then thickened because Mm. it was getting colder into a harder goo as it cooled. So if it was warm and it stayed warm, then it it would have been fine because you could have just moved your arms in or whatever. But because it thickened as it hit the cold temperatures, (laughs) it obviously made it much, much harder. It slowed down the wave, but it made rescue attempts so much harder due to the stickiness and the weight of the molasses. In the winter, obviously, after the initial burst, it only lasted about 30 seconds and a few minutes, but the cooler of the temperature outside raised the viscosity and it essentially trapped the people who were there in the area and unable to escape it because it, it moved so quickly, it happened so quickly. So even if you saw it coming, potentially, it was, it was kind of
1: inevitable, which is horrific. That yeah, is it's horrific. Yeah. And I guess you wouldn't know what the fuck it was, right? Why would you guess that it was a m- wall of molasses no. coming towards yeah. you? No.
0: Jesus. They realise now why it happened in terms of like how it spread, how it went so quickly, how it was so devastating, but they're still really unsure about why the tank exploded in the first mm. place. So lots of early reports were like, it's an explosion, it was a bomb, which helped with the whole concept of it moving so quickly, but that was obviously disproven. And they're still kind of like not sure about it, but Either the the tank walls were too thin, and then mix of the temperature and mix of the science of it, it made it happen, or just badly put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and presumably, there wasn't that many health and safety laws in nineteen nineteen. Not a lot to go on, but at least the science. I mean, the science was only decided in two thousand and sixteen. Like it's still been a big deal yeah, for the people that were there, and also the people of Boston. But obviously, as you can imagine, the tank wasn't rebuilt. No. <laughs> they didn't build it again. But now the space where it is, is a home to a city-owned recreational complex, Parks and Rec. Um, it's called Langone Park. It's got a little league baseball field, oh. a playground, and it's got a little plaque commemorating the victims and the really people that rescued shit. them. And yeah. So yeah, what a way to go.
1: What a way to go. Yeah, yeah that is... Yeah found in molasses.
0: Yeah, I mean like obviously it's quite a big deal. Like I actually had quite a lot of sources. I mean, I can tell you them but I'll I'll link them in the in the description. Sure. Um like lot a lot of sources that Wikipedia, very detailed actually. Someone donate to them, please. It's quite a big thing for Boston. Like it's in folklore and it has been said that like for decades afterwards residents claimed that on a hot summer day the area still smelled of molasses. Oh yeah. They just couldn't rid it. Like it literally devastated the whole area. Complete ruins of buildings of shops of whatever like that's it was unbelievable nuts.
1: oh my god it's so weird when there are instances where it is literally just like okay so they heat the molasses when it comes in off the ship to make it easier to transport but if you have the wrong air temperature by a few degrees when mm. that's happening like little things like that little adjustments like that that can just be devastating and that sounds like
0: yeah like literally was, wrong place at the wrong time for yeah. the molasses and also the people that were around yeah
1: The the weather effects is why it did
0: what it did Mm. after it burst, but then why did it burst in the first place? What happened? Like why wasn't the tank strong enough? Like surely if they're getting molasses from the Caribbean in the first place, they should know that Mm. you need a stronger tank. But yeah, that's the Boston Molasses Disaster or the Great Boston Molasses Flood, whatever you want to call it. I'm not picky. It's
2: just weird, isn't it? Like you just can't. I mean, it wouldn't because you learn from your mistakes or whatever. Oh, yeah, so there has been some, like, health
0: and safety put in place because of it. Like, a bit like, you know, when something happens and you learn from it, you you improve it. There Mm. has been some more, like, health and safety stuff put in place afterwards.
1: Nice one, squares.
0: Yeah. So drowning is not just limited to the open water. It's also related to sticky goo. (laughs) Sugary.
1: Delicious. (laughs)
0: Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) If the Tate and Lyle factory exploded, we'd all be fucked. We
2: would be fucked. I mean, I've got the river. You
0: wouldn't be because you're north, but, well... North East. <laughs>
2: what if it went down the river?
0: It wouldn't it wouldn't it
2: could join get into the
0: water. It would just be on top of the water.
2: Eesh. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Probably. I don't Science. know enough about it. If
1: anything is gonna make it move faster.
2: Yep. I remember not to like this is I'm not making this all about my granny. We've talked a about me. grandmas it,
1: it, it today, me actually, me about, actually haven't we? Yeah. That's fine.
2: Feel free to bring up your own. She worked for the I think the fire service during the war. And she had a story. I remember a story that she would tell about a sugar factory. Don't know if it was Tate and Lyle or something else getting bombed and, like, sugar syrup running down the street. Wow. I mean, not quite to the extent of no, the of course. molasses flood. Yeah. We are playing with fire living so close to a sugar factory. We are. We are. Risky. Say. Yeah. Risky
1: shit. Christ. Move. Yeah. <laughs> to finish off the show, we are going to move the conversation away from death... And on to things that make us happy, specifically women that make us happy. And we're doing a little feature at the end called Girl Crush. My current Girl Crush, Girl Crush of the Week, Girl Crush of the Month, whatever it ends up being. We are going to talk about the women who are inspiring us and making us happy or that we just think look fucking good this week. Mm. So, I mean, my one this week is quite a specific one to us but my current girl crush is Bjork (laughs) and purely for announcing that she's going to be playing at a festival that we're all going to this summer because she is absolutely astounding live. I adore her (laughs) music, I adore her, she moved me to tears when I saw her at Glastonbury in 2007 so uh, really really happy that Bjork is doing the rounds this summer.
0: Nice. Nice. That's a really nice one.
2: Yeah she's going to be there. Should be worth worth the effort, I definitely mm, think. Yeah. dress
0: up for her as, as well, actually. As so a, a swan. Fan? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> perfect. I bet no one else has had that idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every swan in the audience. swans
1: in Primavera.
2: Else? Uh I got really into Big Little Lies, like yes. watched it in mm-hmm. a weekend mm-hmm. and it was the best thing I've seen for a while. And uh I just fucking love Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. yeah. She is easily my top
0: five girl crush.
2: Yeah. And I'm not like... I always thought, I'd, I've had no real opinion on Reese Witherspoon before. I thought, yeah, Reese Witherspoon, everyone likes Legally Blonde. But I was sure. like, she's so cool. and um, She looks the same. She looks the same. She looks the same
0: as she did in Legally Blonde. She does not age. And no. her daughter is like, still the this younger version of her, but like the very younger version A clone. Version of her. I can't, like yeah. A clone, yeah. But Reese doesn't look 40, or however old she
2: is. No, she doesn't. And um, yeah, she just seems like a very normal good person and weren't we saying i think you were i don't know she's got like her own production company Mm. yeah hello sunshine and she's Mm. very inclusive yeah she's (laughs) really well she's really championing
0: the women she's really Mm. in championing championing sorry um like everybody from all walks of life whether you're a celebrity or not you know every different type of woman in the Mm. world Mm. i feel like she is very inclusive Mm. i say that as a white person so i don't i don't know but (laughs) Mm. um I think that that's amazing, and that Hello Sunshine is really like, oh, there's only one female director in the Oscars lineup, or there's only you know mm. six owners in you know Fortune 100 or whatever it is. And I feel that like that's good. We should be raising awareness more because I think that's sort of the sort of thing that makes it more, you know, for people to understand. People can understand that there's not a lot of women, mm. and it can potentially push your desire to be a better mm. push higher. Maybe I don't know, mm. but love Reese, love her. Quite a lot of time. Nice for her. one.
2: Mm. Thanks. Well done, Reese.
0: Well done. We love you, Reese. Feel free to come on the podcast. Mm. Um, Mine is niche. I think I mentioned it to one of you recently. But um, I've started listening to a podcast called The Walk, which is about um, you are a walker in a post-apocalyptic world and you've got to deliver a package. And it's like the whole story is relayed to you as you're listening to the podcast as you walk. And it's like episodic. But I'm listening to it because... It's written or kind of half written by Naomi Alderman, Mm. who wrote a fantastic book that I absolutely adore called The Power. Mm. And the reason I read The Power, because I also knew of Naomi Alderman, because she was the kind of scriptwriter for a running app game called Zombies Run, which really helped me get into long distance running. So The Walk is kind of like a lesser, not a lesser version, but it's like a a longer version of Zombies Run, with no zombies, potentially. There's only been seven episodes. Um, But she's amazing. I think the way she writes is really good. After the ending of The Power was my favourite part of the book. It really stayed with me. It's really incredible. I really encourage anyone to to read it if they haven't already. And also, I'm going to get back into Zombies Run because it's (coughs) such a fun way. You have to literally run away from zombies every time you do a run.
1: It sounds so good. I had no idea of how it could work until you were describing it to me. It's like being in a computer game, right? Yeah,
0: so you're in a computer game and they're telling you stuff like the podcast The Walk, but they're telling you stuff that you're doing, you're collecting items as you run and then once you finish your run, you can do things to your town. So you can put the supplies, if you pick up a battery pack, if you pick up supplies for food, you put it into a town and you build up your town and the whole idea is that you get a better town because you're running more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's just good. really, it's really good, and just listening to the walk has made me want to get back into zombies run. But I loved it; it's really good, and I just love her. Well done, Naomi. I really like you. Thanks. Nice
1: one. Yeah. Would your dream running app also <clears throat> involve involve Pokemon Go?
0: Yeah, but I don't know how that would work because I have to really concentrate. I can't even walk and catch Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why am I running away from zombies you
1: Stand incredibly still yeah. whilst to-
0: getting some bloody Pikachus. I don't know how that would work. Would I mean, that hard. would be my definition of, you know, out being outside, <laughs> running, catching Pokemon, chasing. I
2: really love your commitment to Pokemon.
0: Yes, I think I'm the only one, and my sure. mum's still playing oh, okay. it because I introduced her like two Fine. weeks ago, and she can't get enough of it. Instagram
1: That's... and Pokemon Go, mum's loving
0: it. Root loves it. Hi,
1: root, <laughs> she won't listen to this. She doesn't even. Know. She, I haven't introduced
0: it to the podcast yet. Maybe next year. What do a podcast is a
2: concept?
0: No, I don't think she knows what it is. I right. tried to explain podcast to my dad the other day, and he tried to download it on his iPad, and it just didn't go very well.
2: I had a friend that I was explaining the concept of podcast to and you'd think she'd know because she's 28 but no no, she's been out of the country a lot and she,
1: what just like even not, a podcast She at did all. not know
2: what a podcast was so we went away for a weekend and she texted us all in the morning it was like a group of mates and she was like oh I'm just going to the library and getting some audio books like good <laughs> idea good idea. Is it 1995? I think it <laughs> might be in her world yeah and then when we were with her we were like oh you should Maybe look at podcasts. I mean, I think audiobooks are great. I don't really listen to them. No, but They I don't. are good, um, but still, like, get on podcasts. And she was like, "Oh, what?"
0: <laughs> that's
1: amazing. So we that were talking. Like, about, that's been amazing for such
2: a long time. I know exactly. And then she was like,
1: "A podcast." <laughs> it was really good. That's adorable. You should get her listening. <laughs> secretly friends, friends
0: of a ninety-year-old
2: woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah.
0: fun. Well, I'm yeah. Afraid. Anyway, girl crushes. That's how we're going to end each show. We like women. We are women. We'll talk about them. Um, Why not? Thanks for listening. Episode one. Done. Done. See you later. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.